Podcast One presents Let Lisa Help. Former insult comic Lisa Lampanelli is now a full-fledged life coach, and she wants to help you whether you like it or not. Join the former queen of mean as she continues her journey as the queen of meaning. She'll share her life experiences, the tools she's learned along the way, and a healthy dose of humor. So if you have a problem, let Lisa help. And now, here's your host, Lisa Lampanelli. Hey, everybody, it's Lisa Lampanelli, the queen of meaning, and I am here today with my special guest, extraordinary coach herself, Lauren Handel. Her real name is Lauren Handel Zander because she even has her husband's last name because she found the love of her life. Will I find the love of mine? I don't know. According to Lauren, maybe my hoo-ha will lead the way. Here's my interview and my fun conversation with Lauren Handel. This is Let Lisa Help with Lisa Lampanelli. Hey, everybody. It's Lisa Lampanelli, the former queen of mean, now the dot, dot, dot. You know, fill in the blank, whatever, dude. If you don't know who I am by now, why aren't you listening to this? Or why are you listening to this? Please edit that because I sound absolutely ridiculous. And uh, you know what? On second thought, don't. Don't edit this, Travis, the producer, because people need to accept me the way I am, warts and all. I'm the imperfect Lisa Lampanelli. I'm the very imperfect Let Lisa Help. But today, my guest is pure perfection. My (laughs) guest this week is pure perfection. She is the co-founder of the Handel Group. They are an executive life coaching firm, one of the biggest and best in the world. I know her because she used to coach me, and I was an enormous failure. And one, the one that got away, who couldn't do the hard work, she is Lauren Handel. Lauren, hi. hi. I'm so happy you're here. Hi. This was so cool because I was like, I'm doing a podcast about helping people get your ass over here. Oh, my God. I am so happy you switched I to know. caring about people in the way this, I can't even believe, it's literally one of the most moving things Well, this that is, you give a shit because, yeah. Like, you give a shit. I'm so proud of how you give a shit about people. Well, listen, let me say this. I care about people, but unfortunately, I used to care about them too much at the expense of myself. Ah. And that is a problem, as you probably know as a coach, because people sort of put others first all the time. Mm. Now it's sort of coming to the middle, I hope. But is this something people struggle with? Is like uh, suffering for the greater good? Well, we we make a joke in in Handel. We nickname everything in Handel, right? We love a good nickname so that if Mm -hmm. you know the nickname of it, Mm -hmm. you can separate from it. Right. You mean martyr dumb? Yeah. Oh, you mean humans can be really martyr dumb? That's great. Martyr dumb. And why do you think they do that? Like, why would I have felt like other people were the priority over me? And why why is that a tendency? Because, so from a very, so... I also make fun that humans have the epis, Mm -hmm. epigenetics, like Mm -hmm. you're born into something, Mm -hmm. right? You didn't ask for any of it. You were born into it. I am sorry. Welcome to your mommy and your daddy. Right. Okay. So which one was the martyrdom in that between the two of them? Someone was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one, welcome to the scene that you were born into. And then two, if you really think about it, like that you're the one that's caring for everybody, Mm -hmm. they love you for that. 
Mm. Right. Like, so if you're the most important person, if you're the martyr, if I ask you for something and you're going to do something for me, you get a lot of love and attention from me. You're so important. Right. I'm going to call you later. I'm going to ask for more shit from you. Right. 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 And so now you feel very Mm self-important, except you didn't get your fucking laundry done. You didn't get laid. You didn't even get to eat dinner because you were doing everything for everybody else. Right. And they loved you for it. So you get to feel very important, but you sacrifice yourself. And then which one was it? mommy or daddy. Gotcha. So we do it and it because it gets us what we think we need, which is love and attention. Yes. But then we ultimately deplete ourselves, hate and resent everyone and swing back to the other end of the podium. So I think that's a pendulum. Yes. What I think happened to me was I think you're right. It got attention. Then I was like resentful of everyone I care took. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I'm just going to care about me. And so for several years, that's all I did. Now I'm sort of bringing it back to the middle. So I think the best we can hope for in life is to just notice those things and bring them back to the middle and just live as a functional human being. Well, I would I would definitely push you to get church and state Mm -hmm. like there's a separation of something. Mm -hmm. One is your career Mm -hmm. where as long as you're getting paid. And you're giving. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. Because you're doing something that means something to you. Right. And you're getting paid well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yay you. Right. In your personal life. So church and state. Mm-hmm. Right. Like then everything needs to have an experience of equality. Like I give, I get. So I'm married. I'm a giver. Mm. I get paid well for my giving. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Okay, but in my marriage, in my home, with my kids, it's not. I don't overgive. See, that's brilliant. Church and state. You need church and state. You need some boundaries. So you absolutely feel like was that a struggle for you to do that Uh, in your personal life, or it just kind of came naturally to you to separate those two things? It was very. No, I would say like I was. Not a genius Mm -hmm. when it came to friendships. Oh, me too. So friendship was the place where I would overgive for love and attention Mm -hmm. and people who clapped for me that I loved. Right. Air quote it. And um, and then at some point I was gossiped about or talked about like I wasn't it wasn't balanced and it was my own damn fault because I was picking people that couldn't give as much as I could or weren't as great as or, you know whatever you yeah, want to say yeah. and so for a long time I got screwed mm-hmm. by girlfriends mm. and hurt and brokenhearted mm. by by people I had brought into my life and gave everything to. So so ultimately, so I though, learned the lesson hard there. So that's where you actually yeah. it actually kicked. Yeah, martyr dumb. Right, right. So what it seems to me is we do it at first because we're getting love and attention, but it's really us manipulating people into loving us. Because if I stop giving, yeah, um, I stop manipulating, and I start just going, "Well, we're just equals. How am I going to get that?" Yeah, it's it's from a very young age mm. that child wants to be clapped for. Mm. Right. And right. is there really anything wrong with that? Absolutely not. My, you know, I have three kids. Mm-hmm. They want claps. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And at some point, there's only one person that should be clapping for them that they really care about, which is themselves. Of course. Of course. Yeah. That transition, not so easy. That's learn. really hard. Like I'm 57 and still working on it. And you go, maybe I'll never get truly there 100 percent. But you know, at least you try every day and you hope to get a little better. Yeah, I I 
don't have those casualties anymore. Like I really mm. do learn and understand that my biggest mistake with friendships was I was picking people who were not actually epic enough like in comparison to how much I was out to accomplish and what a whore yes. I am at accomplishing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I needed equal hose. Right. Right. So when I figured out that my best friend would be Mark Hyman, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right. Who is, of course, Dr. Mark Hyman yeah. of the Cleveland Clinic, who yeah, yeah. is phenomenal. Right. And he makes me look like I'm an underachiever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm now relaxed. He's relaxed. And mm -hmm. we both can hang and love each other without needing anything from each other mm -hmm. and really just talk and be together right. because it's totally equal. In being. So it's. So it, your picker for friends is yeah. right on target. It took. Yeah. You know, that took. Yeah, that took a long time. Sure. And I think a lot of <laughs> we did a whole show um, discussing friendship and we were talking about how, you know, it's OK to end friendships that no longer serve you. You can end them in an honorable way. You can have a discussion. It doesn't have to be ghosting and it doesn't have to be angry and yelling, you know, and it can just be. This doesn't serve us anymore, but I wish you the best. Yes. And, but it's hard. Who can? It's hard to get to the age or the mental capacity or emotional capacity to have those talks. And you have yeah. to. Yeah. I mean, I teach that. it. Mm -hmm. Once I figured it out, I'm very good at the endings. And right. I like new beginnings. Like yeah. I'm good at starts and stops and, you know, middle points and mm -hmm. calling mm -hmm. it all out. But it took a while because I fall hard for people. Like once oh, I yeah. love you. I'm going to help you with absolute. I don't want to not give. Well, which is great because you now know your boundaries of giving. Yeah. Well, you I, know, because now you know not to give till it hurts because that is to a fault. You know, you know, a friend isn't someone who needs me. Right. That's which is I like, used to think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like what? Right. Like the one who doesn't need me is the perfect friend and I can overgive them. Of course. <laughs> right? of course, they don't need me. I don't need them. Yeah. Right. And so it's it's moved into a place where it's much deeper and more honest. Well, you know, you're right because I used to always attract the wounded birds. Mm. I loved that. And then <laughs> now even I say, okay, how am I going to do this differently? You know, I I meet some people in their 30s. I'm 57. They're probably not going to be emotional equals, and that's okay that they're in my life, that they come to game night, that we go to P-Town, fun. Yeah. But the minute you start going, I'm going to call somebody for advice or to be a bosom yeah. buddy, you go, wait a minute. Yeah. Why was that person chosen yeah. for fun? Yeah. Then you figure out the two people in your life who get the deeper stuff. Yeah. So do you think having levels of friendships is a smart move? I literally have a part of the method that teaches this. Really? Like actually that there's tears. Yeah. And that it's okay that there's tears of friends. Wow. And what and I make people define what a friendship is to them and what an ideal friendship is to them and who they're and how many do you want wow and what what is your dream design of a community so it's literally drawing a map for yourself to get where you want to go opposed to just having this weird i want community what does that really mean we all have a different yeah. definition i find humans not prompted mm -hmm. to answer really important questions to how to design and deal with your life, mm. right? I'm not here to answer your answer. I'm here to make you answer it. 
I love that. And right. that's, I think, why you're a really good coach and why you are head of this company that's freaking phenomenal. That's a big, I mean, very successful company because you get that it's not about giving the answer. You're not an advice columnist. No. I like giving advice. I'm a big <laughs> Yenta who likes to over-advice give. And you know what? That's why you have a podcast to Yenta it up. But I think leading people to an answer is so hard. Yes. Letting them come up with it oh, makes you me do? mad. Oh, I love that shit. And that's why I, I think, that well, that's why you're meant shit. to be. I'm like, you need to, what's the love of your life? What would be a hot sex life? What would, like, right. what's your ideals? I'm not looking, let me tell you mine. Yeah, yeah. Long enough so you can hear how obnoxious and honest I will be about what I demand. Right, right. So that you can be that brutally true to yourself. Well, tell me this. Okay, you can life coach me. And you tell me what I discovered today and how to fill this up. I have cut down so much on work. I am so happy. I think achievement is so overrated. I, for me, only someone who's achieved as much as you can think achievement is like right. (laughs) It never really made me happy or filled the hole. So what I think it is was I was Mm. trying these different ways to submerge myself, different things to submerge myself or immerse myself in to see if that, oh, well, I'll try that. I'll try food. Okay. That didn't work. I'll try relationships. Okay. That didn't work out. I'll try friendships that don't work for a thousand. That didn't work. Yes. And I'll try achievement. That didn't work. And then after doing a lot of getting a lot of therapy and self-helpy stuff, I was like, oh, it's self-acceptance. It's self-love. It's doing less. So Mm. it's reconnecting with me. So I was like, oh, this is great. So now I do very little. In Mm. my opinion, (laughs) I do the podcast. I do some group coaching if I want to. Workshops. I do the storytelling shows. And I take ballroom dance five days a week because I freaking love it. I just love it so much. And I don't do much more than that. And I know that sounds like a lot, but to me, what I used to Honey, do- Honey, that does not sound like a lot. You're yeah, talking see, to someone who's it. an equal. Right. right? Like, you hi. Get it. You yes. get that it's like kind Overachieve of fun. is anonymous. Right. So you get that that's just a fun life. It doesn't, none of it seems like work. And that's the beautiful It sounds thing. a little retired. Right. Which is great. That's what, what I It's really a miracle. What is it though? Yeah. When you go, oh my God, I'm so lucky. Because it's true. I feel on a cellular level, not as an intellectual level, but deep inside, Mm. thank God I got the friends I have. Mm. Thank God I got the activities. Thank God my mother's still alive. The family, everything, there is nothing that is missing yet. I'll once in a while during the day get a little, oh, a little sadness or a little unprocessed grief or maybe something comes up. I'm like, wow, I don't want to add anything else in because that's not going to work. What's going on there, do you think? Okay, sure. So lead me to my answer. (laughs) People are still waiting for their minds Mm -hmm. to be their best friends Mm -hmm. when your mind is pretty much the biggest problem you got. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So your inner dialogue Mm -hmm. needs like so thoughts arise. Mm hmm. And you need to consent or send it to hell. So the so thought is, <laughs> I, what's the like, matter? What's the Why do I? Yeah, yeah. I what? Yeah. There's not enough. <gasps> I don't have enough friends. I don't have enough community. <sighs> I don't have enough connection. So when that comes up, it leads to the feeling of a little, just a little sadness. Okay, wow. A little. So let me, let me, let me. Mm-hmm. Let, so. What I like to do is slow you down and go, listen. Okay. By the time you're having a feeling, 
Mm-hmm. You miss the nasty thought. You're right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So thoughts arise. You consent or you don't. You get make and the best part, make a joke at it, humans. Mm-hmm. Like make fun of that nasty, bizarre Love thought. It. Yep. And then it you send it away. If you're in the middle of feeling lonely, desperate, something any feeling mm-hmm. that is yucky. Right. Right. It means you can cons- you didn't catch yourself consenting to a negative thought. And you're feeling it now. Thoughts are create reality. So if you have that thought and you're feeling something, it got past you. It got past yes, the gate. Yes. It got past the bouncer. Right. Right. So the little cokehead got past the bouncer yeah. and is yeah. on the floor, you know, looking like a mess. Right. right. And making you feel like crap. Okay. So the thought probably, if I think about it, yes. the thought probably was, I don't have enough friends. I'm going to die alone. It's just something that simple. So there's some bed you're seeing that you're laying in and there's like not enough people around. Probably because remember, do you remember <laughs> that beautiful finale, series finale scene in Six Feet Under huh. where she was surrounded by all women friends? Aww. That is my fantasy Aww. is that I just have a ton of women friends around me. No men because I don't. Can I be there? I want to. Yes. My job. Get uh, me you'll in. probably kill me. <laughs> you'll probably be the oh, one. I, I wasn't invited. I killed her. I no. But I go, I need this big community around me. How big? Oh, you literally want a number? Lady, if you want something, trust that you want something and go, I want 10 besties. Wow. I want four besties. I don't care what the number is. That's asking a lot. But I believe that if you're having some kind of like something's missing, Mm -hmm. it's either dark and you're crazy Mm -hmm. or it wants you to design something that means something to you, in which case you would go, I want like seven of the greatest women I think are on earth. So when I am like, and I have three of them, mm-hmm. I got four to go. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'm sh- going shopping. Right. Like I would turn it into a dream. Wow. So literally take steps to find and attract these right people versus going, I don't have enough. Because yeah, when you're you, saying, I, I don't have enough, you're not doing anything about it. it w- you have to check the thought at mm-hmm. the gate, right? Is that I don't have enough money and you're crazy because mm-hmm. you already did all your finances. You can live to 143. Right, right. Right. So when I get with a client, even someone who's wildly successful, I'm like, tell me your number. Yeah. Tell me right. your number mm-hmm. because we're going to get that number. And then the day... You have that number on day, one day after you have your number and you're a jerk. Now we know you're a jerk. So am I a jerk because me and a friend of mine have this little sex in the city fantasy then or the will and grace fantasy yeah. where you have the three, the, the, the unit of four people. I don't yeah. know why, because it's in our culture or whatever. Yeah. The unit of four people who are like, oh, my God, what are you going to do? Wait, I'm going to put you on speaker with tone tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a fantasy and faulty thinking and ungrateful because you're not saying, my God, I'm so lucky to have that with two people already. Why am I yenting it up about the third? I'm not that. If anybody wants to know what kind of coach I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the one that wants you to get everything you want on earth. Wow. If it's money, so if it's even friends. even if it comes if from faulty thinking. There's no faulty thinking. Why can't you have four? Yeah, I guess. What the, I, 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 lady? I have way more than four, and right. they're all around my bed. Right. And I agree with your how to die. Right. Like that moment. Yeah. Right. I'm with yeah. you. I'm really with you. I have a vision of that, too. Like I have, I break life out into 12 different areas. Wow. And I don't 
discuss the 13th area, but everyone who's in the club of yeah. knowing like the method knows there's a 13th area. What is, is the this, method called? The Handel the method? The Handel method. So that is what you where you teach people how to get these 12 things of what 12 areas of your life, your dreams, your ability to break into your inner dialogue, your ability to stop lying. If you're like, what are you eradicating on earth? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, humans' ability to lie to themselves and others, Mm -hmm. the source of all craziness. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I, I so the method walks you through everything. It's my life's work. Wow. Right. But the first place I start is with a dream. Like a, a vision for your your vision. And then I make you rate your life and make you have to confront what you really think of yourself. I want you to have exactly that vision. Mm. Why not? Now, what do you think yeah. is up with people like me mm. at my age who are like, I've been married, in my case, twice. Yeah. I've had lots of boyfriends. It just is nothing I miss. And I don't care about it. Do you think there's some deep inner workings of like, oh, she's in denial, she's afraid of vulnerability? Or is it just like me not having kids was never a thought? Me having kids was never a thought. Yeah, I don't think. So basically it's like, am I in denial that I'm lonely or am I really just I don't think you're lonely, but I do think that um, you've never had the love of your life. You're absolutely right. Right. And I think that is, do I think, like if I believe, like if you're like, make a joke, do I believe in karma and you'll be back? Mm -hmm. Yeah, honey, you'll be back for that. Okay. Or. It's a crime. It's a crime. Or I have 35 how many years left? Yeah. Probably 35. I think you should find the love of your life. Well, you know what's interesting? I, I do. I was visiting my friend Gabe. And that doesn't mean you need to be lonely or unhappy no, that you're happy just, without anybody. Right. It's not that. It's not. You. It's not. Uh, it's not something's wrong with you. Right. It's like, oh, I have a, like, you have achieved amazing things. Mm. Achieve that one too, babe. Well, you know what's interesting? My, I was visiting my friend Gay Gary up in uh, <laughs> Truro, and he is 63. Mm. And his boyfriend leaned over to my friend the other day at dinner, and he said, he's 73, and he goes, do you believe, I can't believe I found the love of my life at 70. And it was the cutest thing in the world. And he had had many boyfriends, and he had taken care of two men who died and this and that. And he's like, now this is the one. So I have this weird gut feeling that if it's supposed to happen, it probably now will. Supposed to. Oh, shut up. Supposed I really live. No, see, there's uh, two schools of thought. No, no, it's happen. not. I think people it's should, meant to be. People are supposed nope. to not be prejudiced. We're no. not supposed to. Well, no, but if it's meant to happen, it will. Oh, no, I totally believe that. And that's why I I'm your hugest failure as a client. <laughs> No, it doesn't. Cre- so well, no, I, if I'm if if it's something that I really want, it will happen because I want to work hard enough at it. Meaning, I want to work hard enough at I myself your to resignation, make it happen. Like I think mm-hmm. there's, I think your amount of failing at it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. make and now it's shut down, yes. and you figured out how to triumphantly live without having. Like I don't even care. I don't care anymore. Yeah. You'll be back. Right. right? That is I like, don't want to come back. Exactly. I want to just die. Not now, but I, when I'm 95. I think people, I also think that wild overachievers mm-hmm. have probably been around a bunch of times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you don't have a very strict list of you better get this shit done before you think you're ever not coming back. Okay. So, so I think the love of your life. Never come back. I have fine. to find the love of my life. 
and Sometime. make it stick. All right, Not, so- no, do you hear that language? First of all, I want you to know something. Uh, Look me deep in the eyes. I shall. I'm with the love of my life. Yeah. In this room right now, and no. it's me. Oh, I know. I she means that. I was totally. I, I could for me. <laughs> as long as we don't have to like go down there. I'm no, so gross. Uh, <laughs> wait, so you've been with the same guy how long? Twenty-two years. Oh my god. And like you're Dude. like you guys. What did you like? We go to spin together. We play together. We're going to see my kids up in camp this weekend. Aww. We're taking a motorcycle ride. The Jews love those camps. They they ship their kid off every summer so they don't have to deal with them. Uh, <laughs> As a matter of fact, it's the only place they don't get on screen. I know. It's true. I'm like, it's it's only getting better over time. And if you're like, are you still friends with people from camp, Lauren? They all are. And I am, I'm, I still, I go to Burning Man with my friends from camp. Well, now you are crazy broad and I like that. You go to Burning Man, you got the Jewish kids in the Jewish camp, you got the husband. Who ain't no Jew. You, he's not. No. You won though, because you can bring up the wife, the the mother brings up the kids Jewish. You know it. See, I know the rules. (laughs) Do you not have tattoos? I have no tattoos. See, so you can get buried in a Jewish cemetery. Yes. Is your husband, have you and your husband picked out burial plots? Because that's love. Um, I think I, we've been like my, you know, I come from Jews in which yeah, case yeah. we already own like plots of plots. Oh, good. Plots where oh, the good. plots are going. And is he going next to you? Uh, I think it's all pretty, it's, pretty plotted. Okay. But we've, we've been having discussions because it's like somewhere in Jersey. Oh, wow. And I'm like, rough. I would never make my kids visit that plot anyway. So I think we have plot problems. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of plots, you know I'm shut down to men when I have this. You'll laugh. What? Okay. When my dad passed away, I was sort of in charge. I wanted him to have the nicest tombstone Aww. in the world. So we go to this tombstone place <laughs> and we order one with this beautiful etching on it, this, that, the other. My mother had for Christmas one year bought us all cemetery plots, which I think is very Italian. So... There's all these plots, and I say to the guy at the gravesite, I go, look, which one's here? How many are here? He Aww. goes, okay, there's one here, there's one here. So I go, okay, mom and dad are going to be here. Shove me next to mom and dad. And he goes, there's only one. And I go, that's all I got is me. So I think that that's a very you better telling thing plot. right there. But it's a telling thing that I don't want them to save a space for another person. So it's just me. So I think... If, according to you, I have to come back again, if I don't find somebody to be buried next to, then I better freaking get on the case and get another plot and figure out a guy situation at some point. I think that you've never even looked like if if I remember, if I remember correctly. Yes. That last man of yours. Oh, poor Jimmy. Sorry. God God bless him. He just wasn't remotely equal to you. Well, listen. He knows that. <laughs> He's heard this all before. I, no, I, I, I am listen. calling you out. No, no, of course it's right, my fault. Right. Listen, so I said to him, his fault. No, I said to him during the divorce. I said, you know, I, I, I was the one who knew better. Yeah, I picked wrong. I picked insecurity. I picked someone who I thought uh, could protect me physically. That's all I really saw in him, and that's a shame because he is a smart, cute, funny guy. He's with the right person now. So I did the wrong thing. I think you are underwhelming about finding an epic man. Oh, no, absolutely. Right. Because I don't know what I do with them. If I found who's an epic guy, if I found a Dr. Mark Hyman, I'd find something wrong with him. No, you wouldn't. No, 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 no. I mean, at that point of my life. No, no, we're not talking. I'm not about. We're talking about really truly evolved Lisa. Like this girl Mm -hmm. deserves 
like to traipse around the world with some adorable man that that like it's so much fun to be with your best friend. Is it okay if I don't traipse around the world and I just stay home with him? Whatever, because I I. I'm not. I don't. I don't like I'm a traipser. So oh, I just got I back want? from Portugal. I I'm want, a traipser. I want a guy who is in a wheelchair, because this way. <laughs> Stop it, Lauren. I'm like not even going to look around. Oh no, because then I could drag him around that dance floor, and I tell you what, he won't make She's me. So go coming back. <laughs> Lisa Lampanelli <laughs> as karma. Oh That's a real my. bitch. <laughs> there is like, what you, uh, honey, no, that is not your equal. No, I know. Well, here's what you want. Here's okay. how you know you're with your equal. Oh, okay. Let me tell you what you sound like okay. when you're with your equal. Oh, okay. Okay? You're scared he's worth more than you. You're scared. You're like, mm-hmm. your equal mm-hmm. makes you feel like you want to be great for him. You want wow, to, like... a lot of pressure. Like, no, it's fun. Really. You're do like, you? Lauren, how do you be great for your husband? I'm like... Yeah, what do you do? Uh, sex and coffee in the morning. So that's all he... I requires. sex at night that I actually want. Oh, I bet. And co- It's a lot. You have not met a great... <laughs> I'm so upset for you. I'm so upset for you. Hey, I knew I needed a coach. There are great, there are amazing men in the world. I am not saying there are every other man. No, listen, I agree with you. One in eight. I think (laughs) it's it's true because I am not a man hater. I'm just a share my space and relationship hater. But what you're saying is this is not necessary. I don't have no. to be that because if I just open up, yeah. who knows what'll happen. Well, here's if, here's what I teach. I teach mm-hmm. I teach people to actually create language mm-hmm. so they know what they want mm-hmm. so then they can get it. Like you can't get what you want if you don't know you want it or if you have never said it. Like hello, this is kind of basic, mm-hmm. right? So I break out love into you have a head, you have a heart, mm-hmm. and you have a hoo-ha. Yeah. And that and then after you know what your head wants, your heart wants and your hoo-ha wants, mm-hmm. you need to go on the hunt. Mm-hmm. The thing that's great about the position you're in mm-hmm. is you're not desperate. Right. And like there's no desperation. There's no like, oh, my clock. Right. right. There's like nothing scaring the bejesus out of you. Right. OK, great. And there's also no real need that yeah. it feels needy. and It's not like something's missing in you that you don't have that. Okay, it's so very let's different talk than head, that. heart, and Lisa's hoo-ha. hoo-ha. Yes. My head is what do I ask my head? Okay, so your head is the resume. It's mm-hmm. successful. How much money has he made? Does he love his career? Does, religion. Mm-hmm. Things that are like on page, like your head are like, oh my God, we, he, he loves to travel. I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Right? He has four kids. I don't want to deal with them. Right. Like what like head is very resume life mm-hmm. physical right. reality. Right. right. We like to say like, does your head like who he is? Does you do you respect his thinking? Mm. You need a very smart man. Yeah. You have to yeah. with a very smart man. Except in high school. He got 1580 we're, we're on his SATs. Well, no, I was going to say, the, I always joke about it. I joke to Jimmy, too. I told him this. I, my best boyfriend was in high school who was, he went to Cornell. He was a, uh, he's an engineer. He, I have no fantasies whatsoever about him now because, you know, it's clearly uh, just a reference point yes. to go, oh, yeah, 
I once had the self-esteem to date a guy who got 1560 on his SATs, opposed to me who got 1080. What the hell is that all about? Honey, I didn't break 900. Oh, good. I'm a bad my tester. Claim. No, it's like my claim. <laughs> I was stoned. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, did, I, I didn't care, and I didn't care that I didn't care, and I was that girl. Oh, my God. But, okay, so that's the head part. The, the head, heart part is... The heart is... If everyone, God forbid, died on earth and you were left alone with this mm-hmm. person, you're like, okay. Yeah. Like fun, giggle, makes you laugh. Like what does your heart care about the most? Mm-hmm. So mine is, as strange as this may sound to mm-hmm. someone, mm-hmm. David Zander is brutally honest. I'm like, honey, do I look fat? He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't like that. Right? right like he right. can't tell a lie to me. Wow. He cannot so say So you like something. to be challenged in a I, good way. Well, I like to trust yeah. someone's word and I want someone who's going to be that. I want I'm that brutally honest. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to feel matched at that level of tell the truth. Right. And he's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's funny and he's environmental. He cares about the planet. Yeah. He makes my kids turn off the shower while they're soaping. <gasps> oh, my God. I would kill your husband. OK. Like, I I don't have to, just so you know. I, <laughs> I argued that out with yeah, him. Yeah, you, you The got kids know mommy has permission not to, like, she pays for the water. <laughs> oh, right. I have to so use my funny. ability to pay for the water to get to use the water all the time. <laughs> and, right. But he's like, he's just a principled guy. Right. Right. right? That's what I've I always felt. So, and then he's, yes. he's actually good looking. Yeah, right. that and helps. good looking. My hoo ha is like, Arr! oh, is that okay? So now that's where hoo ha comes so in. Love the man, look, right? If they're good in the sack, their pecker size, whatever the hell you really care about down there. Suppose I don't know what I care about down there because I don't have much memory of great yeah. hoo ha ness. You would find a man mm-hmm. who's mature enough mm-hmm. to have. Fun, exploring, mm-hmm. and you can have a really good giggle mm-hmm. and talk and check it out. I mean, David and I—I I have a promise. So I teach integrity and make promises, mm-hmm. and I even put in consequences, funny ones, mm-hmm. not punishments. Right. Though right. my dark side would think they were punishments. <laughs> so I have a promise to have sex twice a week, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so you can imagine after 22 years yeah. that yeah. I would know everything and we would talk about it and we would talk, we would check out each other's porn and we would like this. <laughs> like we have gone deep into that. You're, because you're not with your equal, you, your hoo-ha have never explored with someone you are in love with. You mean the ex-heroin addict who used to be in jail is not an equal? Is that what I'm hearing from you? Um, you have never <laughs> a lover you wanted love from. For right. Real, there you real, go. Real, real. Like an equal mate right. who you wanted to kiss you there. Well, you know, I'll tell you the truth. This makes a lot of sense because my shrink now says just after a few months of working together, she goes, you have a problem receiving anything. Mm -hmm. So you have a problem receiving, Mm -hmm. you know, gifts or pleasure Mm -hmm. or just even good feelings. Mm -hmm. So this all is in line and makes sense that I have to get that thing worked out and then introduce someone to the down below, which I don't know if it's still there. I'm, um, I'm imagining would, it, if it, I it were is. your couch, yeah. <laughs> if I were your couch, I would definitely make a masturbation promise. Oi, vey. Right? Listen, wake that. I don't even get this. No, it's okay. Right. I don't even have a vibrator. It is a well-known fact. People used to give me vibrators as a joke for comedy, and I threw them out or leave them in the hotel room. Well, you're, you shut 
I'm uh, such a ready. You're, no, you're having a real hangover. Yeah. Right. So yeah. what I teach, so one of the sections of my method mm-hmm. is people have hauntings. Mm-hmm. And I use the word haunting like a ghost, like something that haunts you. Yeah. And so there's things that haunt you in your life. Mm-hmm. And then you shut and you learn whatever lesson you think you're supposed to learn, mm-hmm. but it's not the greatest lesson of your life. It doesn't make it doesn't bring you joy. Yeah. So if I said, What would you like? To live happily ever after and not give a shit about love or men, mm-hmm. or find the love of your life where you you totally later in life get into sex and intimacy. And well, see, it's hard to answer, have? but it's hard to answer because you you're like an actress. The first one you said, "Well, would you rather live alone and happy or have the love of your life?" So of course I'm like smiling. When okay, you say love your really? life. Really? Okay, let me do. No, okay, ready? I don't know. You got me. I, okay, ready? Wait, wait, wait. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Ready? Would you rather? <laughs> Let's put it this Would way. Would you rather be happy? Right now, Wait, I'll I don't even know. sell it the other way. Okay. Would you rather be so happy to have no one laying next to you ever? Yeah. And Except like, my doggy. And like no sex. Who Who's needs it? Like no yeah. sexual pressure. Like be right totally now, satisfied yes. with zero. Wait, right now, yes. But knowing I'd have to come back. And knowing that a lot of it is my own personal blocks and what did you yeah. call it? Hangover. Hangover. Then let's From work on that and yeah. become open to the other. This yeah. is how I feel. Me shutting it down is a mistake. Yeah. Do you agree? Yes. Lauren Handel. I swear, I swear there is the love. You're not, if you're you're not looking for the love of your life, you will never find him. Right. Do you think So that's your, you know, that shtick you were giving me, like, if it's meant to happen, I think it's (laughs) meant to happen. Let me ask you real quick. Do you think for famous people or rich people, these dating apps work? Do you think dating apps in general work? Do you think I love dating apps? Do you I love, love them? them? Well, I find so now or matchmaking into, services or things like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that if the person believes something's possible, mm. then everything conspires to unfold, right? So right. then, if you go, you know, Lauren, what would you make me promise right now? I would mm. say, you know what, this is the promise. Within the next three years, mm. you will find the love of your life. It will be epic. And you will know what your head wants, your heart wants, and your hoo-ha wants. And you will not sell out for anything or anyone, mm-hmm. right? You don't need to. That's the value of not giving a poop mm-hmm. if you have anyone right now. So you're in the most delicious position right? Right. to want something right? because you don't need it. That's beautiful. Okay. And then from there, you're like, let me try the dating sites. Look at these guys. Right. Like, like then you can play. Like it's almost, yeah, it's almost like you right? do it with some humor and fun and a lightness that yes. used to be a heaviness. Yes. It's, it's, you have to want it mm-hmm. and then it, and then believing it's possible and then don't pressure yourself like something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And then you give yourself a deadline that feels doable. Right. Right. And then it's fun. It like changes walking along the street. You're like, I wonder what the real guy looks like. Mm-hmm. Right. You haven't even explored your intuition. Right. About who you'd fall in love with. Right. 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 It, it has to be fun. It's not an obligation. Right. Because so anyway, that's what that would be my coaching for what's possible for you. And I would love to like make you play and turn and then I do head, heart, and hoo-ha. Do I and have I, to jerk off? You need to stop <laughs> being so there I have if you're like Lauren, how many women over fifty right. 
have you had to make play with their hoo-ha oh, model. so that they right. don't lose? Like, it, it's real. You know, we're up. Like, like, how come people want children? Is it because they really want them or is it like built into the program? Right. Right. So shutting down sexually is also built into the sure. program. Sure. Ew. Well, hey, trust me. It's. I promise, looking great and being healthy, yeah. it's also built into the program to go middle-aged and not care anymore, right? Right. Because like, remember years ago when, what, how old are you, 50 yet? I'm 49. Okay. So but you're too <laughs> young maybe to even remember. Do you remember Maud? Maud, the All in the Family spinoff? Maud was younger than us, but looked older than us. So back then, women aged more. Mm-hmm. And we accepted it. Now we keep ourselves up a little better. So you'll see 50, 60-year-old women walking around. In New around York. Looking, you better say yeah. New York, L.A., <laughs> oh, <Chicago>. dear. <laughs> Maybe New Orleans, a part of it. But I think <laughs> women are just, we can stay really vital for longer. I used to, though, admire always women. And I'm not kidding. I always would fantasize. I go, you know, that's the best life ever is women with dead husbands because who are like in their 50s because like, if you had a husband, it proves you're cute enough to have gotten one. So you get the self-esteem hit, but then you don't have to live with anyone. You are so coming back. Um, <laughs> like you, like well, Lauren, if it's meant to be, I will. <laughs> I'm waiting for the universe. Now wait a minute. This is what I'm going to ask you to do, Lauren Handel, who is my nemesis. Xander. Lauren Handel's under. Oh, oh, I like I'm that. Oh yeah, no. Do me a favor. Yes. Will you come back after this break? And help some of my listeners who are even more desperate and out of control than I am. I would love to. Thank you. And I would like to say this. Please tell the audience where they can find you because you clearly know what the F you're talking about when it comes to this coaching. (laughs) Um, So on Instagram, at Handel Group. That is spelled? H-A-N-D-E-L. Group. Group. G-R-O-U-P. Thank you. And you can find Inner You. Dot coach. Now that is you, just a you, not a Y-O-U. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I-N-N-E-R-U dot coach. At Handel Group. And that is what your method of getting people to handle these 12 areas of their life. And then you would reveal the Yeah. 13. And please understand, I developed my method at MIT. I'm a visiting scholar. She I teach stupid. at Stanford Business School. Yeah. I am so... Learn about my little eyes dotted. Yeah. Don't worry about it because you will be changed forever. And Lauren, I'm not going to say the price, but I have to tell you, um, even a cheap bitch like me, I was like, <laughs> wow, that's really good. I mean, literally yeah. a great price. So even you, listen, listeners, I know you get this podcast for free like everybody else, but listen, spend some money on a broad and get some coaching. <laughs> Speaking of spending money, here's the deal. Go to lisalampanelli.com. I want you to come to my food and body image workshop at Kripalu. Now, this is a great joint up to the Berkshires, and it's fantastic. It's in November. Go to my website for also my storytelling shows, which will change your life because you'll laugh and you'll realize we all got food and body image stuff we're working on, but we can at least feel a little bit and laugh at it. We're coming about with Lauren Handel Zander uh, Einstein. She's a freaking <laughs> genius. I love her, and I'm coming back clearly in another lifetime to work on my hoo ha. We'll be right back. Let Lisa help. This is Let Lisa Help with Lisa Lampanelli. Hey. 
Hey, Jordan here. I know a lot of you create your own podcasts, and a lot of you already have one like me. I obviously love what I do. It's taken a lot of hard work to get to this point of success. You shouldn't have to pay fees for platform hosting, distribution, analytics, or fees to create a podcast. You need to be able to focus on producing the best show possible. Now, Podcast One, that's a network I'm on, they have Launchpad Digital Media, or Launchpad DM for short. So it's free, includes unlimited hosting, full control of distribution. You have access to a full dashboard with analytics. Again, totally free. You own everything, by the way. You own your content, you own your subscribers, no tricky stuff there. And you get your own show page on launchpaddm.com for people to listen to and subscribe to your show. It's the only hosting platform brought to you by the leading network, Podcast One. Podcast One will promote the site, drive people to discover your podcast, and if your show grows, you could even be invited to join Podcast One's all-star roster, which includes people like Adam Carolla, Caitlin Bristow, Shaq, Lady Gang, and of course, me, Jordan Harbinger, I'm there too. You also get access to their production and sales support. So with all this completely free, don't use other hosting platforms. Why would you need to? Learn more or sign up now at launchpaddm.com. And don't forget to check out The Jordan Harbinger Show. And now back to Let Lisa Help with Lisa Lampanelli. Hey, everybody. It's your best friend who kind of hates you a little. Lisa Lampanelli back on Let Lisa Help. My special guest, Lauren Handel Zander, is here. She is the co-founder of the executive life coaching company, The Handel Group. She's a baller. She knows that my hoo-ha is just shut down, but may (laughs) open like a little flower someday. And she has agreed to help my listeners with some problems. Lauren, thank you. My first question comes from Stephen from Dundalk, Maryland. Now, I don't know if you know much, Lauren, exactly. (laughs) Dundalk. That's his first problem. That's cool. There has never been a worse town than Dundalk, Maryland. You know, when you're a comedian, you go to these towns, you're playing, say, a Baltimore. Okay. You go to the club manager. What's the crappiest town that I can make fun of in the area? They always say Dundalk. I will never forget. So, Stephen, first of all, please move. That's my first piece of advice. Here is the question. Lisa, I gotta quit smoking, Ah. exclamation point. Yeah. I've smoked since I was 20 and I'm 54. It's catching up to me. Can you help? Yeah. Here's my feeling, Lauren. Oh. I feel blessed that I never liked the smoke or the drink. I was never into the heroin or the pot or the the meth. Lisa (laughs) Lampanelli was into food and men. I never liked the smoke. Tried to smoke once and I just looked like an idiot. So what do you say to someone? Because clearly this is uh, troubling this person. What would you, Lauren Zander... Handel Einstein say. Yeah. So I would get them on the vapor jewel for like there is this is what I have found really works Mm. is you lose the cigarettes and you get on the jewel. Now, what is that? Tell me. The jewel is the vape. It's got no more smoke. It's not smoking. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like methadone to heroin. Oh, okay. It's like meth. Because sometimes we need a first step. I think it actually replaces it pretty well. And I've been coaching people to end everything on earth. And I like a good transition. Mm. And I don't like to like, you you really can go cold turkey. You really can. Wow. But if you want to do it slower, you would figure out go on the jewel, put away the cigarettes forever. And you will find out that if you gave yourself like three months of 
juuling, vaping, yeah. you will get over the cigarette completely. And so, now you're on nicotine okay. solely. Okay. okay. You're lost the smoke. Mm-hmm. You lost the smell. And all of a sudden you like yourself better, right? You're like, you don't smell anymore. You don't need to brush your teeth four times. Mm-hmm. You can kiss someone, right. right? You're not gross. Right. Okay, great. Now wean off of that thing is a much easier wean. Mm. And humans are much better with that. And you're like, really? Those nicotine patches work, Lauren? And I'm like, you'd be amazed how well they work. Yeah. They actually really work. So first of all, don't say what you're saying unless you actually mean you're getting over it. Mm. So then the next thing is if you mean it, you have to mean it. You announce it to everyone. You make a plan. You tell everyone your plan. I'm going to go on the jewel for three months and then on the third month i'm going to start using the patch and then i'm going to give myself the patch prompt you know and then you'll be done so within uh, six months you'll be off of it so really and you knew and the human really does need to so yeah right so it's it's uh, basically giving yourself that time period mm-hmm. what does that time period do for people opposed to saying you're on the vape they'll just stay on the rest of their life if they don't give themselves that limited time um, I think the vape is also pretty bad for you, mm-hmm. right? If I thought it was going to be good for you, mm-hmm. that would be great. You know, right. people stay on methadone their whole, like once they get off of heroin and they get on methadone, the methadone is not really that exciting, mm-hmm. but it really kind of takes away the problem. Yeah. Right. Right. So, you know, I personally don't eat sugar, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, I miss it, right? Like, <laughs> hi, cookie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Like long lost. You know, if I was cheating on my husband, like I have to put the cookie in the same category as cheating on my husband. It isn't that I don't want another man. It's that I don't get another man. Right. Right. right? So so I'm sorry you're addicted to nicotine Mm -hmm. and you're going to miss it for the rest of your life. Right. And right. It's you're not bad. You're just going to have to deal with letting something go. No different than someone who gives up alcohol. It's going to cost you your life. Mm -hmm. And so it's time you've had enough cigarettes now. You had enough food by then. Right. Right. And now you have to live the rest of your life figuring out other pleasures yes so a lot of my fans are drawn to food yeah and like myself so i have found successful for me yeah is if i was black and white about it and never had sugar again i'd probably want to kill myself yeah so I'm like, okay, you know what, the 80-20 rule, yep. and it served me. Uh-huh. I'm not saying it could serve everybody, but a lot of people have to do black or yes. white with sugar. Yes. Why do you think some people do gray area and some people have to cut it out completely? So uh, first of all, I love tobacco. Mm-hmm. I'm really? actually, I for my whole life, I have rules for the 80-20 rule. Like, I am an example of exactly what you're talking really? about. Really? Okay. Right? I just came back from Portugal. Mm-hmm. So when I'm at, when I, so cer- there's a certain amount of days a year I'm allowed to smoke a cigarette. Hmm. Actually. Now, I don't cheat on that. Yeah. Right? So if I say 13 days a year, I smoke 13 days a year. Everyone knows. My children know. Everyone knows. I'm honest about my exact vice. I am not wow. teaching people not to have their vice. Yeah. I'm teaching people to be 80 20. Yeah. So, so basically, so, you hold yourself accountable yes, to this. Yes. I love that. And I love following rules. And I love taking over my inner dialogue because I really do think we pretend we have no power. Mm-hmm. But that's the greatest, funniest, weirdest lie I ever heard. Because, mm. like, exactly who's in charge of that hand? Wait a minute. I'm who is that your hand? Right. right. So, 
I love people learning to take over their mind and their own inner dialogue. So if I say I have no power over sugar, I, I mean, because I know I do. I mean, yeah, I literally know I do. You look great. Huh? I can. You proved have it. a uh, a piece of cake and not. I've literally. This is so funny. I had a cast party for people for a show I was in, and I've had the leftover cake and cookies in my um, refrigerator for two weeks, and I crack up going, I can't believe. And it's not a struggle, not because no, I, I'm perfect, but because I go sugars for the special occasion, like yeah. you do with the cigarettes. Exactly. What. When people say, I can't have it at all, yeah, is that okay? So what separates the addict from of sugar versus the non-addictive so, love of sugar? There really are mental issues. And mm -hmm. I wish when I say mental issues that that didn't sound disturbing. Right, right. Okay. It is true that there are people that mm -hmm. if they have a drink, they will start yeah. to drink again. Right. And there, it really is true. There are people, if they had a cookie, they would finish the bag. Yeah. And they would start going and sneaking and doing it again. Mm -hmm. If you're an addict, you literally have to get down with God. Yeah. You don't get one cookie. Right. But your method, 80-20, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. is ideal. Mm -hmm. It's the truth about life. It's And you figured it out and you had that dream. You had a vision for yourself mm -hmm. not to give up everything but to really get healthy about it. Right. Right. That's stunning. Not everybody has the mental capacity to make sure they have the mental capacity to do that. Right. And you have to. I just think everyone know. can. Right. Do I even. So do I think everyone can? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Do I think everybody will? No. Nah. What if you <laughs> what if someone said to you, OK, Lauren, you can never have those cigarettes again. Would you be sad? Yeah. Okay. That'd be like, no more, co like, you're like, Lauren, will you come back to earth? And I'm like, for coffee and cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> coffee is so effing good. You want to know what's really funny? My dance teacher is so obsessed with Mark Hyman, by the way. Aww. And I, not because I introduced him to him. He goes, Mark Hyman, this is how I live my life. Mm. And I'm like, but you never eat sugar and you're always eating fruit. Stop being so healthy. And he always, whenever I come in for a dance lesson, I always have like a decaf Aww. coffee or whatever. He always goes, what are you drinking? Like to make sure I don't have sugar. Like right. he's taking my inventory, Aww. but it's cute. But it makes me laugh. He is so stern with it yeah. that I guess he feels he cannot bend. I don't, can't I don't have bend the one. very much there. Yeah. I mean, I just yeah. came back from Portugal for yeah. a week away. Yeah. And you're like, how much did you try their dessert? And I'm like, one bite. Wow. I, I was not sad or low. It doesn't even upset me. So the sugar didn't, but the cigarette is your little thing. You're like, were you smoking when you were Can away? I tell you, I've I'm never like, yeah. heard anyone describe cigarettes in a more delightful <laughs> And I go, maybe I need to start smoking. No. I'm just kidding. Because I couldn't inhale. I'm awful. No, no, no. It's gross. Yeah. I know it's gross, but I but come from my, ex my epigenetically mm -hmm. on both sides of my parents, everyone smoked. Mm -hmm. I come from, like, I literally was stealing my mother's cigarettes and taking them into the backyard when I was six years old. Right. And, I, like, they have this sick, romantic, weird, I have a very weird relationship to tobacco. Right. I don't respect it. Do you think a lot of it is because, because you say, you know, both your parents smoked, et cetera. Yeah. Do you think a lot of things are, because I always say to myself, I wonder why I have such, or I had such a problem liking myself or feeling good about myself. My yeah. parents never said we were less than. They no. never were mean to us. No. They never overpraised us. And then I'm going, 
oh, it's because they role modeled self-hate for themselves. Yes. So it's like, it's weird how it never dawned on me that just watching people do the wrong thing, even if it's not being done to you, it still affects I don't, I do it this way. Very close to exactly what you just mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. right, is if the, the inner life of your parents mm-hmm. that you either know about or don't know about is the one you're stuck with. Yes. Okay. And, you know, you don't have a problem going, oh, these blue eyes, they're exactly like my <laughs> daddy's. Yeah. Right. But you like, except my, my relationship to feeling sexy, that's exactly like my mom. Oh, it's my mom. Right. And my dad. Yeah. Right. So we're up against, I joke and call it the epis, mm. epigenetics, right? right? And it isn't just your eye color, humans, mm-hmm. right? It's everything. And we have we have compulsions and inclinations to actually evolve our parents' dynamics. Mm. That's what we're here for, evolving. Yeah. And evolving what? The inner reality. Right. That's, you know, the outer reality, who the hell knows what people are saying on the outside, Right. Right. Inside, that's what you're experiencing. And where'd you get it from? Your parents. And and, and just observing that is just I don't even think you're surrounded with it. It's worse because Mm -hmm. even adopted people who never met their parents Mm -hmm. have all now they have double traits. Mm -hmm. So you're right that the that you're influenced by the environment, Mm -hmm. but you do not miss any of your parent traits, even if they never raised you. So is it likely that Stephen is a smoker because his parents smoked? Some addiction. The other thing some, that can happen, uh, some addiction. Right, it's, right. Uh, so if you, if you meet someone who's an addict, you go, who's, who was the addict, your mom or your dad? Yes. There's nothing you have that your parents didn't have either. You would never go look at your chihuahua yeah. and go, I wonder why he's acting like a chihuahua. You would go, <laughs> chihuahua. Right, right. Right. And his parent, Chihuahua. Right. Right. We don't go, the zebra's different. Right. Humans come from that exact, it's like, what are your parents? Right. right. And then their parents and their parents, like they've been marrying each other and making babies. <laughs> and that lineage has deep epis in it. Right. 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 And so that's what we're really up against. But unless you actually figured out the language, which happens in my method, like I make you go into your parents, I make you go into your personality traits, I make you to get that your traits are operating systems that came from somewhere. Right. Right. So there's there's so much interesting work to do on self-respect and love. Mm. And once again... Tell people where they can find this ah. method, because even I'm going to pony up the $10. And join them. <laughs> no, very good price. Oh, it's more than that. Yeah, a little bit. Um, just a little. Okay, so you go to Instagram. It's Handel Group, you know, and then it's inner you with just a U dot coach. Excellent. At Handel Group. So Stephen, who needs to quit smoking, go there, I-N-N-E-R-U dot coach, and get some effing coaching. Put the cigarette down. Pick up the vape for three months and then the patch, and then you'll be physically and emotionally perfect like your host, Lisa Lampanelli, Lauren Handel, Xander, I want to thank you for coming on my podcast, Let Lisa Help, and giving this advice to me, who did not want it, and Stephen, who clearly wanted it. But you are fantastic. I hope you will come back again and give my listeners a dose of some common sense. I'm coming back within three years to make sure you're Oh, my God. I'm going to go home and tickle the taco. (laughs) We'll be right back with Let Lisa Help. This is Let Lisa Help with Lisa Lampanelli.
Hey there, Rob Sesternino from Rob as a Podcast. And if you're a Big Brother fan, you know the summer is all about one thing, watching crazy people locked in a house on Big Brother. And we've got episode recaps after every episode with the past house guests talking about all the updates from the game and the gossip from the live feed. Listen to Rob as a Podcast exclusively on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. And if you love the show, why don't you share it or even leave us a rating and review. And now back to Let Lisa Help with Lisa Lampanelli. Well, listeners, you know, I have lots of people writing to me here at Let Lisa Help, and they say, Lisa, give me advice. And I pick out a few, and they're the lucky people who get to hear me give them advice slash make fun of them. But today, we have one letter that we're going to take super seriously, and I have my little, tiny, cute, adorable assistant for the day, Rachel. Say hi, Rachel. Hey. See, now, Rachel, here's what I call a nice person. I know Rachel's mom. She's one of my bestest friends in the world. Now, they're a bunch of wonderful people. They invite me to the Passover. We do the seders. I learn how to be Jewish from these people. Now, Rachel is a recent graduate of Yale. She is terrific and talented, yet she agreed to slum and help me with my podcast for three days. Thank you, Rachel, from the bottom of my I'm not supposed to say that, but... My pleasure, and I'm blushing. Thank you. Were you having fun? Yeah, so much. Did you, like, totally go... I had no idea Lisa was such a baller. I knew, but this just confirmed my suspicions. See? This is why I'm friends with her, because she knows how to suck up. (laughs) Now, I was lucky enough to have Rachel say that she will help me give advice to people. And you know what? I can use a young person's perspective sometimes, because I am 57. You are... 22, and I speak for (gasps) all young people. Oh, my God, she does. Rachel once told me an expression that I take through to this day. Don't yuck my yum, she said. Now, this was at game night, and I didn't know what that meant. Now, explain to me what the young kids mean when they say, don't yuck this yum. Well, I think in its most basic form, Mm -hmm. it means just let me live. Let me eat the thing I want to eat or like the thing I want to like. And if you don't like it, too, keep it to yourself. That's a really good point. Because, like, what the F does it matter to someone if you are eating escargot, for instance, and they don't like it? Don't yuck my yum. Hey, Lisa Lampanelli feels it's very yummy to have this podcast. (laughs) Don't freaking yuck it, okay? Like, go and rate and review it. But if you're going to review, like, oh, I'm so disappointed you didn't say the N-word. Like, don't freaking review it then. The anger is coming. If you don't have something nice to say, don't post it. Thank you. What is that about? Listen, I don't post anything anymore unless it's happy and has a dog in the picture because I can't stand these people. All right, let's calm down. We're going to inhale, love, exhale, hate, and we are going to now help someone. Oh, my God. Great. So we have to go into a super serious letter. It's like really not a good transition, but that's okay. We're transitioning. (laughs) Here we go. Hi, Lisa. Oh, this is from Michelle in Brooklyn. See, that's that's hard right off the bat because I have this prejudice about Brooklyn. Now, Rachel, as a millennial-ish, are you millennial? Is that or have you hit the cutoff? I think I'm not technically, but I identify as on the brink. Okay, so like I identify kind of as a guy on the brink of being (laughs) a guy, even though I don't have a penis or had surgery. You're kind of a millennial um, without surgery. I'm like a, a wannabe millennial. Okay. Yeah, because what I'm did younger. your age group have a, group, a name we, yet? Gen X. Oh, I don't Gen like that. Gen Z. 
I don't it's like It's not as cool. I've never been anyone named Jen that I like. <laughs> so I think this Honestly. is a terrible thing. Yeah. I, okay, Jill, you're my millennial. Sure. So I'm gonna try to look past that Michelle is from Brooklyn and still have a like a really peaceful and content outlook for her. Michelle. Yeah, don't yuck Brooklyn. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna f-ing kill you. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. Truthfully, I'm walking around like The Walking Dead in Brooklyn. That is a good show. <laughs> the Walking Dead of Brooklyn. I, I'd watch that. See, I feel Walking Dead on AMC jumped the shark when they had that two-year battle. I'm sure you didn't watch it because you yucking my yum right now. But, like, it did jump the shark, but Walking Dead of Brooklyn would be really cool. Okay, Lena Dunham, please make that jump. <laughs> Oh, now it gets even sadder. Oh, no, it turns. Uh, after losing my father, I lost my partner to narcissism and my beloved apartment to gentrification. See, that's what Ooh. happens in Brooklyn. I shut down emotionally and I gained a lot of weight. I'm struggling to rebuild my life and I need help reconnecting to my resilient side, prioritizing decisions, committing to exercise, and focusing on art making again. Most of all, I need the support of strong, funny, wise women. Here's my first piece of advice to Michelle. Why are you writing me? You want a strong, funny, wise woman. (laughs) I'm transitioning without a penis. No, I think this is a classic letter. And you know why I like this person? Because they're very, even though at the beginning it sounds a little complainy, you know, Mm -hmm. you go, ah, you lost this, you lost that, wah, wah, wah. Then she says she has a resilient side. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, resilience, how do you, Rachel, who has had disappointments like the rest of us, even at 22, I'm sure you've had times in your life where you go, yo, I didn't get everything I wanted in life. How do you define the word resilience? Ooh, hesitantly. Um, I think Mm -hmm. resilience is not necessarily expecting that things won't go your way, Mm -hmm. but being prepared to look within yourself to figure out a way to come back when they don't. Exactly. You don't expect the worst, but you say, you know what? If the worst happens, I can bounce back. Now, I remember doing a workshop. Now, this was fantastic. I wanted to figure out how to teach resilience to these kids, and kids don't understand even the word resilience. Not at all. So I'm like, oh, what can I do? So I got those paddle ball games, and the word bounce back, resilience, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, they could learn it by seeing who can bounce this ball 10 times or whatever. Literally, I could bounce it once. So I was like (laughs) the stupidest one of everybody. But I think the idea of just bouncing back, you know, because guess who said this? I have a hero and life coach called one Cardi B. Mm. Now, she said in one of her classic songs, knock me down nine times, but I come back 10. I think Buddha said it too, but I'm going with Cardi. Classic Cardi B. Oh, she's such a gangster. (laughs) I say, nobody's gone through more than this broad. She had to be a stripper. She had to do all this stuff she didn't want to do, I bet. Well, look at her. She bounced back. She a big star. So how I feel is there is hope for this Michelle. Now, Michelle... The here is the way I'm going to give you a clue without even paying me. I'm going to tell you a resilience exercise. Rachel, tell me if this resonates with you. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had a disappointment that you're like, man, I can't come back from this? Oh, sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what you do is you first, here's the problem why people don't apply resilience and I didn't used to. 
we, I didn't know you have to accept reality as it is. Mm -hmm. Whenever I would gain weight or whenever I would, uh, I think a boyfriend, I could get him back or whatever. I would go, I'm not going to get on the scale. No, 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 maybe I'm not that fat. Oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop leaving him 20 messages a day. Maybe he just didn't get them. Let's talk about Michelle. Here's how you get resilience. Step one, accept reality as it is. Get on the scale, figure out what's really going on with you, and write down what is your reality now. Yes, you can afford less of an apartment. Yes, your father unfortunately passed away and you have to grieve him. Yes, you lost your partner, but guess what? You can accept these things and write down your goal to come back. And from what it sounds like, it's making art. Now, no one more than me hates Brooklyn artists. Oh, they're so disgusting. Because it's always, look at me, I'm creative. Stop it. But in your case, I will allow you to make art. You accept reality as it is, set a goal, and then listen to this word, ing. You write down steps small steps to move you actively closer to a better life. Meaning, small steps. Rome wasn't built in a day. You're not going to get a boyfriend. Uh, You're not going to get a uh, new apartment. You're not going to get an art museum uh, gallery showing in a day. You gotta break it down to bite-sized steps and take little tiny steps towards the future. Because guess what? One little step, oh my God, you feel so good. Look, I'm a terrific comedian. I didn't start with an hour show. I start with five freaking minutes that Michael Jackson, not that Michael Jackson, this other Michael Jackson, the comedy teacher. This was a different Michael Jackson, Rachel. As you know, this one was black. (laughs) So what you have to do is you take these little steps, like I took the five minutes and you build on it, and you actively move towards a better future. Remember the word actively also because we think... Oh, if I'm sitting around thinking about doing some art, take the effing paper mache out. Take your macrame basket out. Take out your paintbrush and that thing called paint and start doing it. You got to be active. You can't sit around and think. And, and what's that word? Cogitate. Did you know this word, Rachel? It's a very Yale word. No, please. Um, please define. <laughs> it's a very... Ruminate. Oh, uh, yeah. Marinade. Marinade. Yes. <laughs> I always go with the food word. Okay, so, so this is what you do. And then the third part. So you actively move towards a better future, slightly better future. And then three, guess what you do? You invite in gratitude or an appreciation for life in general. Because if you can't be grateful for the situation yet, you can be grateful for your life. Sometimes it comes down to as corny as I have eyesight. I have a hand that I can paint with. I have a mother, even though my father's passed away. I have an, I have a place to live, even though it's not my, quote, beloved apartment. Guess what? We'll see eventually why all the bad stuff happened to us. It might not be tomorrow, but you could say, ooh, the good that came out of it that I'm grateful for. But for now, if you can't invite in gratitude for those specific things, be grateful for your life. And not in that, oh, I got to rank five things. Down. Shut up. How about you just inside say to yourself, at least I have coffee today. At least I have a green tea lemonade from Starbucks. By the way, not a sponsor. Should be, but they're not. That's okay. I accept it. I'm hurt. You don't think I'm hurt? 
Maybe someday. Rachel Keep this up. Starbucks, are you listening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? I mean, they just seem to be we love the tea. my <laughs> Yeah, guys, stop it. <laughs> so listen, Michelle, I think if you apply these three steps, you just got like 10 sessions of coaching out of Lisa Lampanelli. I can't follow up with you. I can't make you accountable. I can't make you do these things. But I have a feeling because of your positivity, even knowing that you need to be resilient, that you can actually do this. If not, you know what? Try something else if this doesn't resonate with you. Never stop trying. The person who stops trying is what, Rachel? What is the famous expression? I know. I don't know either. I don't don't know. I was kind of trying to be like on the fly set up a a saying. I know. And I failed you. I stopped trying just at the end of that sentence. I did (laughs) too. And you know what? See, sometimes we fail. Did we live? Yes. That's the whole point of this. We'll all live. Once... I was, uh, Rachel's two little sisters were at my house. It was so cute. I was dyeing their hair. Now, I don't know why I said I'd do this. I said, I think I'm some kind of a fantastic hairdresser just because my hair is so beautiful, but I have someone do it for me. So who do I think I am with these two poor little kids? So I try to make their hair nice. I'm doing my best. Well, they said, oh my God, what do we do? What do we do? It'll be 25 minutes with the dye on her hair. What do we do? Like, literally. Oh, Did God. you know this, Rachel? I had not heard that. No, this is great. Oh, man. They sat there and I said, see these chairs? <laughs> Face them at the wall and look at that wall. And I said, two words. What will you do? You'll live. Oh, I go, 25 <laughs> minutes, you'll live. And they start laughing. And let me tell you something. Those are my words for advice for Michelle and for everybody else. You'll live. If you have the coherence to write to me, you're not in that much danger. You will get through it. You'll live. And like those two little girls getting their hair dyed dyed (laughs) at at my house, their hair came out beautiful. That it did. And they lived too. What did we learn? What have we learned today? You know, I think we learned that I better get off the shtick and onto the stick, meaning I better find a husband or else I'm going to have to come back onto this earth and relive the karma that I have reaped upon others and sown and all that stuff, which I don't know what that means, but all I know is Lauren thinks that if I don't find a freaking husband, I'm going to have to come back onto this earth, and I ain't coming back. We also found out that Lauren's a damn good life coach, and I'm going to have her just take over this show because really, she'll come on here unpaid and freaking do my job for me. I'll sit and listen because the bitch knows what she's talking about. And lastly, we learned that if you're from Dundalk, Maryland, don't kill yourself, but just run the F away. We'll be back next week on Let Lisa Helps. In the meantime, go to lisalampanelli.com for every effing thing LL that you need, bitch. Thanks for listening to Let Lisa Help with Lisa Lampanelli. For more info on Lisa's storytelling shows, her workshops, and her life coaching services, go to lisalampanelli.com. You can also follow Lisa on the socials at Lisa Lampanelli. New episodes of Let Lisa Help are available weekly on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. And if you love the show, make sure to leave a rating and review.